At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everyone. What a couple of days it's been, right? What a big day it's been when we read that probable cause or affidavit this morning about Brian Koberger. It was a lot to take in. John and I have been very busy today. We'll be able to share more later. A lot of interviews, a lot of discussions with people about the arrest of Brian Koberger when it comes to the Idaho Four. He's been charged now with four counts of first-degree murder as well as felony burglary. There is a lot to learn still and a lot to take in. But before John and I conclude this day, we didn't want to end it without reading the probable cause. We know that many of you have seen it. We've actually heard from many people that they haven't read it yet. So we wanted to take this time to read the probable cause because at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, that's Friday, January 6th, John and I will be going live for our hidden hour and we'll be discussing the evidence that led to the arrest of Brian Koberger and we'll be discussing a lot of Dr. John's uh, psychological theories. And so for those that have questions for him, definitely subscribe to the channel. We'll have subscriber only in chat. With that being said, let's get going on the probable cause. Let's start this reading. This is a statement of Brett Payne. He is duly appointed, qualified, and an acting peace officer within the state of Idaho. Brett Payne is employed by the Moss Department in the official capacity or position and has been trained and qualified peace officer for approximately four years. He has been assisting the members of the Idaho State Police and agents of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. On November 13th, 2022, approximately four PM Moscow Police Department Sergeant Blaker and I responded to 1122 King Road, Moscow, Idaho, hereafter the King Road residence to assist with scene security and processing of a crime scene associated with four homicides. Upon our arrival, the Idaho State Police forensic team was on scene and was preparing to begin processing the scene. MPD officer Smith was one of the initial responding officers to the incident and advised he would walk me through the scene. Officer Smith and I entered the King Road residence through the bottom floor door on the north side of the building. Officer Smith and I then walked upstairs to the second floor. Officer Smith directed me down the hallway to the west bedroom on the second floor, which I later learned through Xana's driver's license and other personal belongings found in the room was Zanna Kernodal, hereafter, no, Kernodal, I'll still try to call her Zanna. This was her room, Zanna's room. Just before this room, there was a bathroom door on the south wall of the hallway. As I approached the room, I could see a body, later identified as Zanna, laying on the floor. Zanna was deceased with wounds which appeared to have been caused by an edged weapon. Also in the room was a male, later identified as Ethan Chapin. Ethan was also deceased with wounds later determined by an autopsy report provided by the Spokane County Medical Examiner was to be caused by sharp force injuries. I then followed Officer Smith upstairs to the third floor of the residence. The third floor consisted of two bedrooms and one bathroom. The bedroom on the west side of the floor was later determined to be Kaylee's bedroom. I later learned from review that there was a dog in the room when Moscow police officers initially responded. The dog belonged to Kaylee and her ex-boyfriend, Jack Decor. I found out from my interview with Jack on November 13th, 2022, that he and Kaylee shared the dog. Officer Smith then pointed out a small bathroom on the east side of the third floor. This bathroom shared a wall with Madison Mogan. Maddie's bedroom, which was situated on the southeast corner of the third floor. 
As I entered this bedroom, I could see two females in the single bed in the room. Both Maddie and Kaylee were deceased with visible stab wounds. I also later noticed what appeared to be a tan leather knife sheath laying on the bed next to Maddie's right side when viewed from the door. The sheath was later processed and had KBAR USMC and the United States Marine Corps Eagle Globe and anchor insignia stamped on the outside of it. The Idaho State Lab later located a single source of male DNA suspect profile left on the button snap of the knife sheath. As part of the investigation, numerous interviews were conducted by Moscow Police Department officers, Idaho State Police detectives, and FBI agents. Two of the interviews included BF and DM. Both BF and DM, and we'll say it here, we know that DM and BF are the roommates. This is Lauren now, pausing for a second. DM is Dylan. And BF is Bethany. They are um, redacted here. Many have mentioned their names. So I will refer to them as Bethany and Dylan as I read. Bethany and Dylan were inside the King Road residence at the time of the homicides, and they were roommates to the victims. BF's bedroom was located on the east side of the first floor of the King Road residence. Based on numerous interviews conducted by officers, detectives, and FBI agents, as well as review of evidence, I have learned the following. On the evening of November 12th, 2022, Ethan and Zanna were seen by Bethany at the Sigma Chi house on the University of Idaho campus at 735 uh, Nez Pierce Drive from approximately 9 p.m. on November 12th to 1.45 a.m. on November 13th. Bethany also estimated that at approximately 1.45 a.m., they returned to the King Road residence. Bethany also stated that Ethan did not live at the King Road residence, but he was a guest of Xana's. Maddie and Kaylee were at a local bar, the Corner Club, at 202 North Main Street in Moscow. Kaylee and Maddie can be seen in video footage provided by the Corner Club between 10 p.m. and November on November 12th and 1:30 a.m. on November 13th. At approximately 1:30 a.m., Maddie and Kaylee can be seen on video at a local food vendor called the Grub Truck at 318 South Main Street in downtown Moscow. The Grub Truck live stream video from their food truck on the streaming platform Twitch is available for public viewing on their website. This video was captured by law enforcement. A private party, uh, which we believe is a company, reported that they provided a ride to Maddie and Kaylee at approximately 1.56 a.m. from downtown Moscow in front of the grub truck to the King Road residence. Dylan and Bethany both made statements during interviews that indicated the occupants of the King Road residence were at home were all home by 2 a.m. and asleep or at least in their rooms by approximately 4 a.m. This is with the exception of Zanna, who received a DoorDash order. This is really interesting to me. She received a DoorDash order at the residence at approximately 4 a.m. Law enforcement have identified the DoorDash delivery driver who reported the same information. Dylan stated she originally went to sleep in her bedroom on the southeast side of the second floor. She stated that she was uh, awoken at approximately 4 a.m. by what she stated sounded like Kaylee playing with her dog in one of the upstairs bedrooms, which were located on the third floor. A short time later, DM said she heard who she thought was Kaylee saying something to the effect of, there's someone here. A review of records obtained from a forensic download of Kernodal of Xana's phone showed this could have also been Xana, as her cellular phone indicated that she was likely awake and using the TikTok app at approximately 4.12 a.m. DM stated that she looked out of her bedroom but did not see anything when she heard the comment about someone being in the house. DM stated she opened her door a second time when she heard what she thought was crying coming from Xana's room. DM then said she heard a male voice say something to the effect of, it's okay, I'm going to help you.
just so you know, that's to me one of the worst parts of this probable cause or affidavit. At approximately 4.17 a.m., a security camera located at 1112 King Road, which is a residence immediately to the northwest of 1122 King Road, picked up distorted audio of what sounded like voices or a whimper, followed by a loud thud. A dog can also be heard barking numerous times starting at 4.17 a.m. The security camera is less than 50 feet from the west wall of Zanna's bedroom. DM stated she opened her door for the third time after she heard the crying and saw a figure clad in black clothing and a mask that covered the person's mouth and nose walking toward her. DM described the figure as 5'10 or taller, male, not very muscular, but athletically built with bushy eyebrows. The male walked past DM as she stood in a frozen shock phase. The male walked toward the back sliding glass door. DM locked herself in her room after seeing the male. DM did not state that she recognized the male. This leads investigators to believe that the murderer left the scene. The combination of DM's statements to law enforcement, reviews of forensic downloads of records from BF and DM's phones, and video of a suspect video as described below, leads investigators to believe the homicides occurred between 4 a.m. and 4.25 a.m. During the processing of the crime scene, investigators found a latent shoe print. This was located during the second processing of the crime scene by the ISP forensic team by first using a presumptive blood test and then amino black, a protein stain that detects the presence of cellular material. The detected shoe print showed a diamond-shaped pattern, similar to a pattern of a Vans type of a shoe sole just outside the door of DM's bedroom, located on the second floor. This is consistent with DM's statement regarding the suspect's path of travel. As part of the investigation, an extensive search, commonly referred to in law enforcement as a video canvas, was conducted in the area of the King Road residence. This video canvas was to obtain any footage from the early morning hours on November 12th, or excuse me, November 13th, 2022, in the area of the King Road residence and surrounding neighborhoods in an effort to locate the suspect or suspect's vehicles traveling to or leaving from the King Road residence. This video canvas resulted in the collection of numerous surveillance videos in the area from both residential and business addresses. I have reviewed numerous videos that were collected and have had conversations with other MPD officers, ISP detectives, and FBI agents that are similarly reviewing footage that was obtained. A review of camera footage indicated that a white sedan, hereafter known as Suspect Vehicle 1, was observed traveling westbound on the 700 block of Indian Hills Drive in Moscow at approximately 3.26 a.m. and westbound on Steiner Avenue at Idaho State Highway 95 in Moscow at approximately 3.28 a.m. On this video, it appears suspect one vehicle, well, vehicle one was not displaying a front license plate. A review of footage from multiple videos obtained from the King Road neighborhood showed multiple sightings of suspect one vehicle starting at 3.29 a.m. and ending at 4.20 a.m. These sightings show suspect vehicle one make an initial three passes by the 1122 King Road residence and then leave via Walenta Drive. Based off of my experience as a patrol officer, this is a residential neighborhood with a very limited number of vehicles that travel in the area during the early morning hours. Upon review of the video, there are only a few cars that enter and exit this area during this time frame. Suspect vehicle one can be seen entering the area a fourth time at approximately 4.04 a.m. It can be seen driving eastbound on King Road, stopping and turning around in front of 500 Queen Road, number 52, and then driving back westbound on King Road. When suspect vehicle one is in front of the King Road residence, it appears to unsuccessfully attempt to park or turn around in the road. 
The vehicle then continues to the intersection of Queen Road and King Road, where it can be seen completing a three-point turn and then driving eastbound again down Queen Road. Suspect 1, Vehicle 1, is next seen departing the area of the King Road residence at approximately 4.20 a.m. at a high rate of speed. Suspect Vehicle 1 is next observed traveling southbound on Valenta Drive. Based on my knowledge of the area and review of camera footage in the neighborhood that does not show Suspect 1 vehicle during that time frame, I believe that Suspect Vehicle 1 likely exited the neighborhood and proceeds into Whitman County, Washington. Eventually, the road leads to Pullman, Washington. Pullman, Washington is approximately 10 miles from Moscow, Idaho. Both Pullman and Moscow are small college towns and people commonly travel back and forth between them. Law enforcement officers provided video footage of suspect vehicle one to forensic examiners with the Federal Bureau of Investigation that regularly utilize surveillance footage to identify the year, make, and model of an unknown vehicle that is observed by one or more cameras during the commission of a criminal offense. The forensic examiner has approximately 35 years of law enforcement experience with 12 years at the FBI. His specific training includes identifying unique characteristics of vehicles as he uses the database that gives visual clues of vehicles across states to identify differences between the vehicles. After reviewing the numerous observations of suspect vehicle one, the forensic examiner initially believed that suspect vehicle one was a 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra. Upon further review, he indicated it could also be a 2011 to 2016 Hyundai Elantra. As a result, investigators have been reviewing information on persons in possession of a vehicle that is a 2011-2016 white Hyundai Elantra. Investigators were given access to video footage on the Washington State University campus located in Pullman, Washington. A review of that video indicated that at approximately 2.44 a.m. on November 13, 2022, a white sedan, which was consistent with the description of the white Elantra known as Suspect Vehicle 1, was observed on WSU surveillance cameras traveling north on Southeast Nevada Street at Northeast Stadium Way. At approximately 2.53 a.m., a white sedan, which is consistent with the description of the white Elantra known as Suspect Vehicle 1, was observed traveling southeast on Nevada Street in Pullman, Washington, towards State Route 270, it, which connects Pullman, Washington to Moscow. This camera footage from Pullman, Washington was provided to the FBI forensic examiner. The forensic examiner identified the vehicle observed in Pullman, Washington as being a 2014 to 2016 Hyundai Elantra. At approximately 5.25 a.m., a white sedan, which was consistent with the description of suspect vehicle one, was observed on five cameras in Pullman, Washington, and on WSU campus cameras. The first camera that recorded the white sedan was located at 1300 Johnson Road in Pullman. The white sedan was observed traveling northbound on Johnson Road. Johnson Road leads directly back to the West River Drive in Moscow, which intersects with another drive. The white sedan was then observed turning north on Bishop Boulevard and northwest on State Route 270, at approximately 5.27 a.m., the white Elantra was observed on cameras traveling northbound on Stadium Way and Nevada Street and the Stadium Drive at Wilson Road and Cougar Way. It then shows a photo of that description. On November 25, 2022, Moscow Police Department asked area law enforcement agencies to be on the lookout for the white Hyundai Elantra in the area. On November 29, 2022, at approximately 12.28 a.m., Washington State University police officer queried why Elantra's registered at WSU. As a result of that query, he located a 2015 white Elantra with a Pennsylvania license plate, and this vehicle was registered to Brian Koberger, hereafter known as Koberger, residing at 1630 Northeast Valley Road, apartment 201 in Pullman, Washington. This is approximately this apartment three quarters of a mile from the intersection of Stadium Way and Cougar Way, where they last picked up a white Elantra. The same day at approximately 
12.58 a.m., Washington State University officer Curtis Whitman was looking for a white Hyundai Elantra and located a 2015 white Hyundai Elantra at his address, 1630 Northeast Valley Road in Pullman, in the parking lot. 1630 Northeast Valley Road is an apartment complex that houses Washington State University students. Officer Whitman also ran the car and it returned to Koberger with a Washington tag. I reviewed Koberger's Washington State driver's license information and photograph. This license indicates that Koberger is a white male with a height of six feet and weighs 185 pounds. Additionally, the photograph of Koberger shows that he has indeed bushy eyebrows. Koberger's physical description is consistent with the description of the male that DM or Dylan saw inside the King Road residence on November 13th. Further investigation includes a review of Leda County Sheriff's Department Hadouk's body cam and reports, and it showed that on August 21st, 2022, Brian Koberger was detained as part of a traffic stop that occurred in Moscow, Idaho by Duke. At the time, Koberger, who was the sole occupant, was driving a white 2015 Hyundai Elantra with Pennsylvania plate LFZ 8649, which was set to expire on November 30th, 2022. During the stop, which was recorded via a law enforcement body camera, Koberger provided his phone number as redacted and it ends with the four numbers 8458. Hereafter, we will call Koberger's phone number the 8458 phone as his cellular telephone number. Investigators conducted electronic database queries and learned that the 8458 phone is a number issued by AT&T. On October 14th, 2022, Brian Koberger was detained as part of a traffic stop by a WSU police officer. Upon review of that body cam and report of the stop, Koberger was the sole occupant and was driving a white 2015 Hyundai Elantra with Pennsylvania plate LFZ 8649. On November 18th, 2022, according to Washington State Licensing, Koberger registered the 2015 white Elantra with Washington and later received Washington plate SFB 8708. So he switched his plate. Prior to this time, the 2015 white Elantra was registered in Pennsylvania, which does not require a front license plate to be displayed. This was learned through communications with a Pennsylvania officer who is currently certified in the state of Pennsylvania. Based on my own experience and communication with Washington law enforcement, I know that Idaho and Washington do require front and back license plates to be displayed. Investigators believe that Koberger is still driving the 2015 White Elantra because his vehicle was captured on December 13, 2022 by a license plate reader in Loma, Colorado. Koberger's Elantra was then queried on December 15th, 2022 by law enforcement in Hancock County, Indiana. On December 16th, 2022, at approximately 2.26 p.m., surveillance video showed Koberger's Elantra in Allsbrightsville, Pennsylvania. The sole occupant of the vehicle was a white male whose description was consistent with Koberger. Koberger has family in Pennsylvania. We learned this through the search and locate tool database query. Based on information provided on the WSU, that's Washington State University website, Koberger is currently a PhD student in criminology at Washington State University. Pursuant to records provided by a member of the interview panel for Pullman Police Department, we learned that Koberger's past education included undergraduate degrees in psychology and cloud-based forensics. These records also show Koberger wrote an essay when he applied for an internship with the Pullman Police Department in the fall of 2022. Koberger wrote in his essay he had an interest in assisting rural law enforcement agencies with how to better collect and analyze technological data in public safety operations. Hidden True Crime is prepping to record live podcasts on the road while meeting many of you along the way. We want to connect to all of our gems without language being a barrier. Enter the most trusted language learning program, Rosetta Stone. It immerses you in a language you're learning and it's available on desktop or app, perfect for on the road learning. 
We're excited to learn Spanish, French, Italian, Korean, and more. Excited to speak, listen, and think in a new language through an intuitive process, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Join with us. Do not put off learning that language. No better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Hidden True Crime listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A quick word from our sponsor. While Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world, did you know Shopify could do the same thing for your very own retail store? With Shopify, you unite both in-person and online sales, tracking every sale in one place. Hidden True Crime uses Shopify's tools to help us build marketing campaigns for all of our social media platforms, and their plug-in tools are as unique as our business, allowing us multiple ways to accept payments and promote our store. Plus, Shopify's help is always there to support our success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash hidden true crime, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash hidden true crime for a $1 per month trial period to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash hidden true crime. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Koberger also posted a Reddit survey, which can be found by an open source internet search. The survey asks for participants to provide information to understand how emotions and psychological traits influence decision-making when committing a crime. As part of this investigation, law enforcement obtained search warrants to determine cellular devices that utilize cellular towers in close proximity to the King Road residence on November 13th, 2022, between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. After determining that Koberger was associated to both the 2015 White Elantra and the 8458 phone, investigators reviewed these search warrant returns. A query of the 8458 phone in these returns did not show the 8458 phone utilizing cellular tower resources in close proximity to the King Road residence between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. But based on my training experience, and conversations with law enforcement officers that specialize in the utilization of cellular telephone records as part of investigations. Individuals can either leave their cellular telephone at a different location before committing a crime or turn their cellular telephone off prior to going to a location to commit a crime. This is done by subjects in an effort to avoid alerting law enforcement that a cellular device associated with them was in a particular area when a crime is committed. I also know that on numerous occasions, subjects will survey an area where they intend to commit a crime prior to the date of the crime. Depending on the circumstances, this could be done a few days before or for several months prior to the commission of a crime. During these types of surveillance, it is possible that an individual would not leave their cellular telephone at a separate location or turn it off since they do not plan to commit the offense on that particular day. On December 23rd, 2022, I applied for and was granted a search warrant for historical phone records between November 12th, 2022 at 12 a.m. and November 14th at 12 a.m. for the 8458 phone held by the phone provider AT&T approximately 24 hours preceding and following the times of the homicides. On December 23rd, 2022, Pursuant to that search warrant, I received records for the 8458 phone from AT&T. These records indicated that the 8458 phone is subscribed to Brian Koberger at an address in Albrightsville, Pennsylvania, and the account had been open since June 23rd, 
2022. These records also included historical cell site location information for the 8458 phone. After receiving this information, I consulted with an FBI agent that is certified as a member of the Cellular Analysis Survey Team. Members of CAST are certified with the FBI to provide expert testimony in the field of historical CSLI, which is the Historical Cell Site Location Information, and they are required to pass extensive training that includes both written and practical examinations prior to be certified with CAST, as well as the completion of a yearly certification requirements. Additionally, the FBI CAST essay that I consulted with has had over 15 years of federal law enforcement experience, which includes six years with the FBI. So from information provided by CAST, I was able to determine the estimated location for the 8458 phone from the November 12th, 2022 to November 13th, 2022, that time period was authorized by the court. And on November 13th, 2022, at approximately 2.45 a.m., the 8458 phone was utilizing cellular resources that provide coverage to 1630 Northeast Valley Road, apartment G201, Pullman, Washington. Hereafter, we will call that Coburger's residence. At approximately 2.47 a.m., the 8458 phone utilized cellular resources that provided coverage southeast of the Coburger residence consistent with the 8458 phone leaving the Coburger residence and traveling south through Pullman, Washington. This is consistent with the movement of the white Elantra. At approximately 2.47 a.m., the 8458 phone stops reporting to the network, which is consistent with either the phone being in an area without cellular coverage, the connection to the network is disabled, such as putting the phone in airplane mode or that a phone is turned off. The 8458 phone does not report to the network again until approximately 4.48 a.m., at which time it's, it utilizes cellular resources that provide coverage to Idaho State Highway 95, south of Moscow, Idaho, near Blaine, Idaho. Between 4.50 a.m. and 5.26 a.m., the phone utilizes cellular resources that are consistent with the 8458 phone traveling south on Idaho State Highway 95, and then traveling west towards Uniontown, Idaho, and then back into Pullman, Washington. At approximately 5.30 a.m., the 8458 phone is utilizing resources that provide coverage to Pullman, Washington, and consistent with the phone traveling back to the Coburger residence. The 8458 phone's movements are consistent with the movements of the white Elantra that is observed traveling north on Stadium Drive at approximately 527 a.m. Based on a review of the 8458 phone's estimated location and travel, the 8458 phone's travel is consistent with that of the white Elantra. Further review indicates that the 8458 phone utilizes cellular resources on November 13th, 2022, and they are consistent with the 8458 phone leaving the area of the Coburger residence at approximately 9 a.m. and traveling to Moscow, Idaho. Specifically, the 8458 phone utilized cellular resources that would provide coverage to the King Road residence between 9.12 a.m. and 9.21 a.m. The 8458 phone next utilized cellular resources that are consistent with the 8458 phone traveling back to the area of the Coburger residence and arriving to the area at approximately 9.32 a.m. Below is a, a depiction, not to scale, of the possible route taken based off of the cellular site location. And there's a photo. Investigators found that the 8458 phone did connect to the cell phone tower that provides service to Moscow on November 14th, 2022, but investigators do not believe the 8458 phone was in Moscow on that date. The 8458 phone has not connected to any towers that provide service to Moscow since that date. Based on my training, experience, and facts of the investigation thus far, I believe that Koberger, the user of the 8458 phone, was likely the driver of the white Elantra that is observed departing Pullman, Washington, and that this vehicle is likely suspect vehicle one. Additionally, the route of travel of the 8458 phone during the early morning hours of November 13th 2022 and the lack of the 8458 phone reporting to AT&T between 2.47 a.m. and 4.48 a.m. is consistent with Koberger attempting to conceal his location during the quadruple homicide that occurred at the King Road 
residence. On December 23rd, 2022, I was granted a search warrant for Kohlberger's historical CSLI from June 23rd, 2022 to current prospective location information and a pen register trap and trace on the 8458 phone to aid in efforts to determine if Koberger stalked any of the victims in this case prior to the offense. I conducted surveillance on the King Road residence, was in contact with any of the victim's associates before or after the alleged offense. Any locations that may contain evidence of the murders that occurred on November 13th, 2022, the location of the white Elantra registered to Koberger as well as the location of Koberger. On December 23rd, 2022, pursuant to that search warrant, I received historical records for the 8458 phone at AT from AT&T from the time the account was opened in June 2022. After consulting with Cast SA, I was able to determine estimated locations for the 8458 phone from June 2022 to present, the time period authorized by the court. The records for the 8458 phone show the 8458 phone utilizing cellular resources that provide coverage to the area of 1122 King Road on at least 12 different occasions, at least, let me, let me emphasize that, on at least 12 occasions prior to November 13th, 2022. All of these occasions, except for one, occurred in the late evening and early morning hours of their respective days. I emphasize that because what we're seeing is he did stalk them. He was a stalker. On one of these occasions, on August 21st, 2022, the 8458 phone utilized cellular resources providing coverage to the King Road residents from approximately 10.34 p.m. to 11.35 p.m. At approximately 11.37 p.m., Koberger was stopped by Leda County Sheriff's Department Duke, as mentioned above, the 8548 phone was utilizing cellular resources consistent with the location of the traffic stop during this time, which is Farm Road and Pullman Highway. Further analysis of the cellular data provided shows that the 8458 phone utilized cellular resources on November 13th, 2022, consistent with the phone traveling from Pullman, Washington to Lewiston, Idaho via U.S. Highway 195. At approximately 12.36 p.m., the 8458 phone utilized cellular resources that would provide coverage to Kate's Cup of Joe coffee stand located at 810 Port Drive, Clarkston, Washington. Surveillance footage from the U.S. Chef's store located at 820 Port Drive, Clarkson, Washington, and adjacent to the Kate's Cup of Joe showed a white Elantra consistent with suspect vehicle one drive past Kate's Cup of Joe at a time consistent with the cellular data from the 8548 phone. At approximately 1246 p.m., the 8458 phone then utilized cellular data in the area of the Albertsons grocery store on Bridge Street in Clarkson, Washington. Surveillance footage obtained from the Albertson shows Koberger exit the white Elantra consistent with suspect vehicle one at approximately 1249 p.m. Interior surveillance camera showed Koberger walk through the store, purchase unknown items at the checkout, and leave at approximately 104 p.m. Koberger's possible path of travel is depicted below. Additional analysis of records for the eight. 458 phone indicated that between approximately 5.32 p.m. and 5.36 p.m., the 8458 phone utilized cellular resources that provide coverage to Johnson, Idaho. The 8458 phone then stops reporting to the network from approximately 5.36 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. That is consistent with the 8458 phone being in the area that the 8458 phone traveled in the hours immediately following the suspected time the homicides occurred. On December 27th, 2022, Pennsylvania agents, this part, wow. I'll start over on this part. On December 27th, 2022, Pennsylvania agents recovered the trash from the Koberger family residence located in Pennsylvania 
That evidence was sent to the Idaho State Lab for testing. On December 28th, 2022, 24 hours later, the Idaho State Lab reported that a DNA profile obtained from the trash and the DNA profile obtained from the sheath identified a male as not being excluded as a biological father of suspect profile. At least 99.9998% of the male population would be expected to be excluded from the possibility of being the suspect's biological father. Based on the above information, I am requesting an arrest warrant be issued for Bryant C. Koberger, date of birth 11-21-1994, for burglary at 1122 King Street in Moscow, Idaho, and four counts of murder in the first degree for the murders of Madison, Kaylee, Zanna, and Ethan. I declare under penalty of perjury pursuant to the law of the state of Idaho that the foregoing is true and correct. Signed 12-29-2022, the day before his arrest. That is the probable cause. With that being said, there was a timeline that was posted, a really good one. It was on the Facebook group, the Idaho 4 True Crime Underground. Because it's a private group, I don't want to share who posted it or who made it, but it, it is on that group for those that want to join. And while I pull this up, let me remind everyone, while I pull this up, Dr. John Matthias is my husband. He is a forensic psychologist, and we will go on for our live hidden hour and discuss more. So any questions you guys have, bring them to the chat. So again, this is a timeline that a group member in the Facebook group, Idaho 4 True Crime Underground, wrote and posted, and it's very helpful. June to November 13th, Koberger's phone ending in 8458 Utilized Cellular Services. That service location of crime 1122 King Road, 12 times. All of these occasions, except for one, occurred in the late evening and early morning hours of their respective days. August 21st, 1137 p.m. Koberger was detained during a traffic stop. Koberger was the sole occupant of an Elantra with his Pennsylvania plates. And during the stop, Koberger provided officers his phone number, ending in 8458, issued by AT&T. And Koberger's phone, ending in 8458, utilized cellular resources, providing coverage to the King Road residents for approximately 1034 to 1135. October 14th, Koberger was detained during a traffic stop. Police body cam again reveals Koberger was the sole occupant of a 2015 white Elantra, Pennsylvania plates. November 12th, 9 p.m. Sienna and Ethan are seen at the Sigma Chi party. November 12th, 10 p.m. Kaylee and Maddie go to Corner Bar. November 13th, 1.30 a.m. Kaylee and Maddie leave Corner Bar and head toward the grub truck. November 13th, 1.45 a.m. Zana and Ethan return to 1122 King Road. At 1.56 a.m., a private driver provides rides to Kaylee and Maddie from the grub truck to their residence. 2 a.m., roommates report to police that all the occupants of King Road are home and in their rooms. 2.42 a.m., approximately. The phone number was utilized. The 8458 phone was utilizing cellular resources that provided coverage at Koberger's residence. At 2.44 a.m., Washington State University surveillance cameras pick up the Elantra traveling north and southeast on Nevada Street. 2.27 a.m., 8458 phone stops reporting to the network. That's consistent with no tower coverage or phone being disabled. <clears throat> 2.53 a.m., surveillance camera picks up the Elantra, continuing to travel north on southeast Nevada Street in Pullman, Washington, towards State Route 270 that connects Pullman, Washington to Moscow, Idaho. 3.26 a.m., surveillance camera captures Koberger's car traveling westbound on the 700 block of Indian Hills Drive, Moscow. 3.28 a.m., surveillance camera captures Koberger's car traveling westbound on Steiner Ave at Idaho State Highway 95 in Moscow. It additionally has three passes around the residence at 3.29 and later. At 4 a.m., Zana receives DoorDash order. At 4 a.m. as well, approximately, roommate DM reports to the police as the appropriate time she was awoken by the sound of what she thought was Kaylee, playing with Murphy, the dog, in one of the upstairs bedrooms, the third floor. A short time after 4 DM, the roommate reports hearing who she thought was Kaylee, 
say that there was someone there. It could have also been Dana. At 4.04 a.m., suspect's vehicle is seen driving eastbound on King Road and attempting to park. At 4.12 a.m., Zana was using TikTok. Sometime after, the roommate DM reports that she opens her door again and heard what she sounded like crying coming from Zana's room and a male voice saying, it's okay, I'm going to help you. 4.17 a.m., security camera located at 1112 King Road picked up a distorted audio of what sounded like voices or a whimper followed by a loud thud. The camera located less than 50 feet from west wall of Zana's bedroom. Sometime after, the roommate DM opened her door again after hearing the crying and witnessed a figure in black clothing and a mask walking toward her. She described the man as five foot 10 or taller, athletically built but not muscular with bushy eyebrows. The male walked past DM who was frozen in shock the male then walked toward the sliding glass door. DM locked herself in the room. 4.20 a.m. Suspect's vehicle is seen departing area of King Road residence at a high rate of speed. 4.48 a.m. The 8458 phone begins reporting to network again. 4.50 a.m. to 5.25 a.m. The 8458 phone utilizes cellular resources that are consistent with a phone traveling south on Idaho State Highway 95 and then traveling west towards Uniontown, Idaho, and then north back to Pullman, Washington. At 5.25 a.m., the Elantra was observed on five cameras in Pullman, Washington, and WSU campus cameras. At 5.27 a.m., the Elantra was observed on cameras traveling northbound on Stadium Way and Nevada Street and on Cougar Way. At 5.30 a.m., approximately, the 8458 phone is utilizing resources that provide coverage to Pullman, Washington, and consistent with phone traveling back to Coburg's residence. The 8458 phone movements are consistent with the movements of the white Elantra that is observed traveling north on Stadium Drive at approximately 527 a.m. Based on the review of the 8458 phone's estimated locations and travel of the 8458 phone's travel is consistent with that of the white Elantra. Between 3 and 5 a.m. is the belief of the police that Koberger turned off his phone to avoid detection near the residence. On November 13th, Sergeant Blaker and Brett Payne respond to 112 King Road, Moscow to assist with scene security and processing. Dana and Ethan are observed deceased in the second floor bedroom. Kaylee and Maddie are found deceased in Maddie's bedroom. Victims were on a single bed. Right side of Maddie, investigators locate a sheath for a knife. The DNA was found on the left button snap of the sheath. November 13th, an interview with Jack DeCore reveals that the dog Murphy is owned by both him and, and Kaylee. Also on November 13th, the 845 8 phone utilizes cellular resources that are consistent with the phone leaving Coburg's residence and traveling to Moscow at 9 a.m. that morning. Between 9.12 and 9.21 a.m., the 8454 phone utilized cellular resources that provided coverage to the King Road residence. So in other words, again, he went back. He went back that morning. At 9.32 a.m., that phone utilized cellular resources that are consistent with 8458 phone arriving in the area of the Koberger residence. And he went back home. On November 18th, according to Washington State Licensing Agency, Koberg registered a 2015 white Elantra with Washington and received his plates. On November 29th, officers queried the white Elantra, and as a result, located a car belonging to the suspect with Pennsylvania plates. The owner of the vehicle was residing at 1630 Northeast Valley Road, Apartment 20 in Pullman, Washington, three-fourths of a mile from the intersection of Stadium Way and Cougar Way. At 12.58 a.m., Washington State University officer Curtis Whitman was looking for an Elantra, and he located one. At 1630 Northeast Valley Road, this is the apartment complex that houses Washington State University students. He spotted the vehicle and ran the plates. The plates came back to suspect Koberger's, and his driver's license was ran for information and photographs, revealing a white male, six foot one, 185 pounds. Officers noted bushy eyebrows of the subject and realized it matched DM, the roommate's description of the subject. On December 13th, the license plate reader in Loma, Colorado captured Koberger's vehicle. On December 16th, surveillance video captured Koberger's Elantra in Pennsylvania. The sole occupant seen in the video was a white male matching Koberger's description. I also want to mention in there, December 15th, we have both of the traffic stop videos on our channel, the last videos 
that we shared with his father. December 27th, Pennsylvania agents recovered trash from Koberger's residence in Pennsylvania. That's fascinating to me how they did that, taking the trash. December 28th, Idaho State Lab reported the DNA profile obtained from the trash and the DNA profile obtained from the sheath as being the biological father of the suspect, male, a 99.998% chance of other male population being excluded as a possible suspect's father. So with that being said, I see that there are so many people in chat and I've clearly not been in chat. I've been reading. I mostly just wanted to read all that so that we could all be up to date as we continue this and investigation of this crime together so that you can stick with us here at Hidden True Crime because we said in our interview today, we had a big interview today. We said, this is just the beginning for us too. And we're going to see this through with all of you. So that is what we know right now. With that being said, I hope that helps for anyone that hasn't been able to read the probable cause. If you have any friends that would prefer it being read to, please let them know we did that here at Hidden True Crime. Please subscribe, hit the notification button. We'll be live at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. That's I'll do the 6.30 Mountain, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern, so that we can discuss the probable cause with Dr. John Mathias. Thank you, everyone. Leave your very important questions in the comments of this video. Lastly, most importantly, may justice be served. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.